talking about your story um take us back to when when you were beginning the business right and um it, it feels like your parents like tell me about the experience of you starting the business your parents the support and uh and how how everything um when i when i first started the business <coughs> excuse me it was just like a side hustle thing i really didn't think it was going to turn into anything big so, so you're doing it while you're working at best buy well i was working at best buy so i started downstar in 2009 i ended up quitting best buy in 2012 so from 2009 to 2012 i'm doing both at the same time so later on when i started getting more orders adding more product then you would see the um the work that i'm putting into downstar is making more money than what i was doing at best buy you know i spent eight hours at best buy i spent eight hours at at downstar i can make way more than i did at yeah. best buy you know so when i get those those payments coming in on the statement and you see wow my paypal is way more than my paycheck but my paycheck's stressing me out you know why am i even working at this place and good thing that my parents they were just always supportive of me they always knew that i was a hustler i was great at money um I was already on my own at that time so it wasn't anything that like that i wasn't able to handle my own stuff you That's know awesome. they were just nothing but encouraging and it, it was it's awesome to have parents like that, that that believe in you and they're just proud of me to this day there's not one day that i see my dad and he doesn't have a downstar shirt on That's sick. every single That's day sick. he has one on you know and just just to make them feel proud because they went through a lot raising yeah. us it was me my two sisters my dad's the only one working my mom's a stay-at-home mom and it's just it, life was hard man you gotta hustle and that's where i got that grind from you know there was never there was never a well i don't know maybe the bills aren't gonna get paid my dad did what he had to do to make sure that we never knew that we didn't have everything yeah i, I don't look back at us and say that we were poor maybe yeah. we didn't have the things that my cousins had you know new new playstations or nintendos or things like that but we had everything that we needed we had love you are now tuned in to sipping with sky what up it's your boy sky thanks for tuning in to another episode of sipping with sky and today i got a really cool guest he's an entrepreneur local to the 805 and he's created this business this empire out of a niche market my boy Frank Downstar. Dude. How you doing, Frank? Sky, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it, man. Hey, I'm, we're honored to have you over here, man. Thank you. You know, actually, your podcast was one of the first podcast, video podcasts I was ever on. So yeah. that was a fun experience. And, you know, I was like, man, I, I'm going to do it this way. So <laughs> shout out to you, bro. Hey, thank you, man. You got a nice studio in here. I love it, dude. This is awesome. Hey, thanks, brother. And you you know, it's called Sipping with Sky. So yeah. You know, I, I know you don't drink, so yeah. I, I had to do pull out some something little special for you. So I'm with uh, it, bro. I'm with it. Let's do this, brother. Heck yeah, man. So we're doing a bloody cure micheladas with uh with zero percent alcohol Heineken. I hope this doesn't get me back on or off the wagon, whichever <laughs> one it's called. You guys don't want to see Frank the tank. No, no, no. <laughs> I've heard the stories. Awesome. I've been wanting to try this mix, man, because it's been since um I stopped drinking that this actually came out. Of course, I support you guys, man. Thank you. All right. That's good. Oh. 
No need to add lemon. It's got the spice, pepper, everything right in there. It's good. My yeah. uh, my taste buds are dancing right now. I'm right. Go for one more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, great, man! Wow, that's really really good. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, one of the things that um, really impressed me about you and your podcast side is uh, the fact that your consistency. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody that consistent on launching a podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you. I mean, it's like some sometimes I'm, I'm looking for a podcast that I listen to and I'm like, oh, I want to listen to it next week and they don't put another one out. Yeah. You're putting two a week. Yeah. H- how do you do it? Um, Just being a fan of podcasts, you know, um, I, that's why I started my podcast because I was a fan of it and I had my lineup. So Monday comes, Tuesday come, Wednesday or what have you. I knew what my day was going to consist of. And I'm working all day, throw my headphones on, put the he- put the podcast on, you know? And if they don't upload on a certain day, there has to be a reason why that wasn't uploaded. Because that's my show. You know, you wouldn't yeah. turn on TGIF and Step by Step didn't come on that day. Right. You're like, what's going on? Yeah. So I always came in with that mentality. If I want people to support this podcast, if I want them to be a part of it, I have to treat this like this is their entertainment for that day. Um, people are working a job that maybe they don't even like to work and the podcast is their escape from it. And if I miss a day for for whatever reason, uh, I'm sick, I got something to do, uh, I was just busy. That's not right. You know, it's it's not right because I'm not giving them what they expected. Yeah. And I'm supposed to expect their support, but mm-hmm. I'm not giving them the show that they, they want, you know? so. I always just knew that if I wanted to do this, I had to make sure that I had two episodes a week. And you know what? Um, I was inspired by your show because um, Mambo, which is one of my best friends. Yeah. Shout out to Mambo. Yeah. Shout out to Mambo and my business partner with the Bloody Cure. So great guy. So um, one of the things that, that me and him were talking about is length of shows. And I was originally planning on doing like a 30 minute show. And then when I, I heard a couple of your episodes after listening to Mambo's ones first, I was like, damn, that was an hour and a half and I wanted to keep listening. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it the length I want to do it. What's natural versus trying to cut it to 30 minutes or 45 minutes, which was cool, man. So shout out to you to give Thank me you. that that uh, confidence that you can do it for an hour and a half or two hours. So. Yeah, that that was something when I first started off. The, I, I love long form conversation and all the podcasts that I gravitated towards were that because, you know, I have to figure out at least eight hours of my day to be entertained while I'm doing work. And if I'm listening to a podcast every Monday and it's only a 45 minute podcast, dude, I could blow through that like nothing. Yep. So that was one reason why I did it. Um, when I first started out, I put up a, a, a questionnaire on Instagram you guys prefer you know 30 minutes to one hour or one hour to two plus hours and most people gravitated towards the longer conversations and what i found after doing all these episodes is it's it takes a long time to really get somebody to break down those walls and that's like it's like a challenge for me every time i sit down with somebody it's like a a verbal battle you know these people don't want to 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 talk about like their intimate things and their uh, their feelings and things like that everybody has that shell up yeah but if you watch the podcast uh like the visuals or if you listen to it you can actually see that wall breaking down and by the end of the podcast it's just their true self yeah. you know and it takes a long time to to get that out and to build that trust with them 
Yeah, no, I can I can definitely see that. For us, it's a little bit easier. It's sipping with Sky, so normally there's alcohol involved, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 15, 20 minutes in, they're already, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, feeling a good buzz, and yeah. we're getting we're getting the truth. So it's it's joyful to actually hear meaningful conversation versus the bullshit Q and A. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like an interview style, and you know I, I'm asked the same questions to every single guest. And yeah, it just gets old. Yeah, definitely. You know. Um, you know, talking about, um, you know, keeping things interested, interesting, you know, in your podcast, mm -hmm. um, I was really interested in how the hell you took Downstar yeah. and made it what it was. Um, you, honestly, know, you, you know what I thought it was at first? Yeah. I thought it was like a skateboard brand yeah. or like a t-shirt brand because I saw everyone rocking stickers and shirts. So I thought you were just like a <laughs> fucking like a brand like that. And then when I heard that you guys literally sold high quality nuts and bolts yeah. for people's vehicles, it blew my fucking mind. Yeah, it's, it still blows my mind to this day. You know, um, I've always been a hustler. I've always seen like um, the opportunity in things when other people didn't. So, you know, I've always sold like uh, CDs, Beanie Babies, Hot Wheels, Happy Meal toys, everything that I could sell, you know. And um, when I got into the automotive community, I seen an opportunity for um, hardware because I needed it and nobody sold it. But coming from like the muscle car era, that was already done. People were already doing chrome hardware and dressing it up. So when I went into the imports, I was like, why does well, nobody's doing this? It doesn't make any sense. you know. Yeah. So I just started to dabble a little bit into that in my spare time. Um, at this time, I'm working at Best Buy. So I'll just be um, on the forums answering uh, questions and then I start uh, selling the hardware and then it just keeps going. And just, you know, yeah. you, you start from one bottle, yep. two bottles, flip that to 10, flip that to 100 and you got to keep going, you know, and that's when the hustler kicked in. And then the consistency as well. You know, I never got comfortable with uh, a certain spot that I was in. You know, I'm making this much money. I, I feel good now. I, I took that money flipped it back into the business, bought more in bulk, got it cheaper, kept it going and kept it going and still doing it to this day. You know, that's one thing that I admire about you. You're so young, but yet you understood the fact that when you made money, you reinvested in your business. Definitely. Right. And I've been in, in the alcohol industry for 15 years, owning my own business. And I did the same thing, right? I never went out and bought some flashy ass cars. Yeah. Right. I put it back in the store and kept growing the inventory and building it up. And a lot of people fail at businesses because they fail at, you know, giving their business a lifeline when you have a bad month and you don't have any money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And I've always I've always been really good with money as as a young child, you know, and I, I do like the flashy things and such, but it has to be at the right time. Yep. You know, and I, I have a really good way of keeping myself in check with you know, this money has to be for the business. And if something does end up happening, we have we have a nice cushion to rely on rather than, you know, I just spent all my money. Hopefully next week is a, is a good week. Yeah. You know, so it just it just depends on the relationship that, that that person has with money. And that'll be how successful that their business is, you know, no, 100 percent, man. And uh, I find it very interesting because uh, you used to burn CDs yeah. in, in high school and sell them. Yeah. I used to do the same thing. Hell yeah. All hustlers did. Right? Man. You know yeah. what I mean? I was the first kid in our high school to ever buy a CD burner. Yeah. And I paid $2,000 for it. Oh, wow. That's how expensive they were. Yeah. And I yeah, bought yeah. it from uh, Price Club. 
Got you. Before it was Costco, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I, I admired that about you. I'm like, damn, this kid was a hustler from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, that's really what an entrepreneur is, is finding an opportunity and literally you finding these nuts and bolts and rebranding them and creating a better version of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. At first it was more of just a convenience. You know, I figured out what, what hardware this motor, this car took, put it all together in a kit and then sold it as as is you know mm. and uh, we used to get a lot of flack for it like why am i gonna buy that why won't i just go to the store like yeah why are you going to mcdonald's why don't you just go to vons and make your own burger yeah why don't you do that 100%. Why? because it takes a lot more time you know time is money so if you have the time to do it if you have the knowledge to do it you don't need our services but there's other people that do and then down the line then it started turning into our own products and then that started growing and those people um more than likely their customers now you yeah. know i mean i've even seen some people put up like little youtube videos about your products yeah and how how much they're like look these two look the same but this one is crap yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like this one's gonna rust this one's gonna get messed up this quality is much better so yeah. the fact that you stand behind your product and you have pride to make sure that you're giving your customer the best quality product no definitely man because it's not about the money to me you know it's about it's about my reputation that's way more than money can ever mean you know i've taken not even 10 years to build this brand it's been since 2001 when i came up with the name downstar i have so much heart in that name that if somebody gets a bad product from us i'd rather just give them back the money here take the money take off the hardware whatever you want to do i'm sorry that our relationship didn't work out you know even yesterday i uh got a message from somebody and it was actually they tagged me in a post and one of the washers broke and they're just like oh come on look at this thing broke or whatever so i messaged a guy like hey when did you buy this like i, I wish you would have let me take care of this before you put us on blast like let me know your paypal i'll send you back the money because sometimes you got to fire a customer yeah you know that's not the right way to do things. You got to give me the opportunity to fix stuff. Yeah. And then once I came at him that way, whole thing changed. No, man, it's cool if you can just send me a new kit. I had it out that day, shipped it out that day. Because it's like, come on, man, this is my reputation here. This isn't, it's not, it's not a game. Yeah. You know, it's your livelihood. If I could see if I didn't take care of you, if I just left you unread, if I just said like, sorry, there's no warranty, but just give me the chance, man. I'm a human at yeah. the end of the day. And um, the other thing that I, I, I that's that both of us have is that we're connected with our customer yeah, on another level. Definitely. I mean, people can text you, they can hit you up on the DMs, yeah. they can email you anything, but right to your phone, people are texting you Monday through Monday. Yeah. You know, all day. Yeah. And I, I see that as just um, an opportunity that we've capitalized on that a lot of businesses aren't. You know, people don't want to deal with business uh, on the weekends or they don't want to uh, have people texting them. Like, look, if you have a good relationship with your customers, they're not gonna be texting you at 11 p.m. sending you stupid pictures, you know? Yeah. They know what this is about. They know you're about business and they know that you're there to help. So, you know, Saturday, 8 p.m., somebody send me a message, say, hey man, I need a, a bolt kit for this car. Can you send me the link? Send them the link. Five minutes later, the order pops up. Now, if that would have waited until Monday till I get a chance to answer emails and then their wife tells them, you better not be buying no more car parts. <laughs> there goes that sale, yep. you know? Missed opportunity. Definitely, man. Yeah, that's a, you know, it's, it's, 
people don't understand how much time and energy it takes to run your own business. And um, in, on that note, how has you running a business and putting all that time and energy for your customers affected relationships that you have? At first, um, I was really focused on the business and not on my relationships. And it obviously showed those didn't work out, you know, uh, whether it was me uh, not paying them as much attention as I was the business or them not seeing the vision. But when I met my wife, um, I realized that this is one that I had to, I had to figure it out. I had to figure out the right balance because I didn't want to be just in my business all the time, 24 seven and whoever else is around gets the scraps because I'm a real sensitive person. And if that were to happen to me, I wouldn't want to be with me, you yeah. know? So I had to change the way that I looked at things and, and good thing that my wife, Ashley, she's very understanding and she gets it. You know, she knows that we wouldn't be able to live this life that we live if it wasn't for these times that I have to travel. So when I got to travel, it's not like, oh, please don't go. It's, I can't believe you're leaving again. It's just, I can't wait to see you when you yeah. get back. Yeah. And it was just trial and error, man. It was just, I would go to these shows and I would be away for the weekend and little to very, very minimum uh, conversations with her. And then I had to just stop like, man, that's not right. You know, she's back at home. I'm over here in another state having a blast and I'm not even paying her any attention, you know? So I, I had to really think about things like that. And um, I mean, fast forward to today, I don't even want to be away. You yeah. know, I, I love being home. I love my life. You know, I, I, I always say I love our, uh, our, our schedule, you know, yeah. and it, it's a beautiful thing, man, but you, you have to have that right partner around you. 100%. And you know what, even when you do have the right partner, we always have to make the time to reach out and communicate. Definitely. Right. And I, it's funny, just just yesterday or day before yesterday, um, obviously, with the whole news with Kobe Bryant's passing, you yeah. know, R.I.P. Rest in peace. To one of the goats. Definitely. Um, and um, we were I was hanging out with a good friend of mine. He is, uh, his name is Laker Sparrow, one mm -hmm. of the biggest Laker collectors. Uh, he's got one of the biggest collections in the world. Yeah. That is, is privately owned. And uh, we just sat down and we started having a beer and my wife's like, hey, I'm not feeling too good. And I was like, OK, I'll come home and I just text her. But then we started having the conversations and it ended up being three hours long. Yeah. Right. And instead of me communicating properly and just being like, hey, babe, I'm doing this. Is it OK if I stay longer? I know you're not feeling good. Do you want me to stop by and pick yeah. you up food or, you know, pick up food for our son? I, I failed to do that, which created a bigger problem. Yeah. You know, versus me communicating better. So it's like every single day I catch myself trying to be a better communicator. How can I improve my relationship? Because like you and I, we're busy. Yeah. So we always find, and within that, we were talking about having him on the podcast as well. So it's like, it's business. It was emotional and, you know, it, it, and it, and it holds you, it, it, it takes a lot of time to do yeah. what we're doing. And um, with with your wife, so you've been with your wife since 2012, 2012, yes. And, and you guys recently got married, right? A couple of years ago? Yeah, in uh, April, it's going to be two years. Wow. Yeah, it was, it's, it's been beautiful, man. And uh, she's really changed me into the, the best version of myself. You know, um, she's pointed out things that I would do that 
that didn't make her feel good you know and after i seen it seen it from her point of view i was like man i wouldn't like that if somebody did that to me yeah and it it just it just took a long time for us to get on the right path and when we did it's like when we have when we have arguments or disagreements it's it's less than a 24-hour thing you know you have that fight you and then you get over it move on and you know just just enjoy each other's time together it's just you have to be able to understand that like this this is something that you have to work on as much as you focus on your business is your relationship as well i mean the business is yeah it's what puts food on the on the table but there's not going to be a table if you don't focus on the relationship 100%. i had to learn to not be selfish and just that's that's who i was i was born like that you know that's it's in my dna to be a selfish person yeah and it's just one of those opportunities that i realized that i needed to capitalize on and i'm i'm trying the best that i can every single day yeah you know self-awareness is so fucking important definitely i think people forget how important it is like self-awareness when you know there's something about you like you know your dna yeah you're you're, you're selfish and you know in in certain ways right but you're so giving in others um and and when we realize it th- there's ways that we can make adjustments to make m- yeah. make everyone's life better yeah you know definitely every time i spend time with somebody no matter if it's my wife my son my family or you know just with a friend like yourself i want that interaction both of us to leave that thinking that that was a great use of time yep. you know i want you to feel good after this i want you to think that wow this was a successful conversation it was great to speak with you i want i want my impact to be positive as much as possible because i've spent so much of my life leaving an, a negative impact on people and um frank the tank yeah <laughs> shout out to frank the tank but uh it's just like you said self-awareness and self-awareness isn't something that most people even focus on it's not something that in our culture is, is a is a big thing that is pushed you know it's i am who i am either you like me or you don't like yeah that's true but what if somebody was how you are would you like that yeah. you know and, and i had to turn things around on myself so many times and think like you know what i wouldn't like that you know no 100 man um now when it comes to you know your your relationship with you know with, with your with your wife how about your relationship with with your friends how how has that changed since you started your business to now um my expectations for friends and the quality of people that i want to have around has changed a lot um before my before i met my wife before my business i was i was really laxed around who i would have around the people that i would spend time with and how they would make me feel um the things that they would say you know i would just like laugh it off you know but after a while after i seen my worth and the people that i wanted around me i I had to clean house yep you know and i talked to so many people in their you know mid-30s or so and that it always happens with them it's just you you dial in on who you want to spend time with and you know i don't wish bad on anybody that i used to hang out with but my time is valuable right now because the time that i could be spending with you talking about some nonsense about some instagram beef or something i could be putting this into a podcast yep 
you know you think about it like i used to spend maybe four or five hours going out at the club one night standing by the wall being with a girl that didn't respect who i was you know and maybe even vice versa and just throwing time away like crazy like who cares who cares a, a weekend I'll and money and money and dropping buying bottles i know how we were back in the day exactly dude that's like 15 <laughs> hours out of a weekend that i could spend just tricking it off dude's 15 hours you could probably do at least like five podcasts in that time and that's how i think about it you know i don't i don't value money i value time so it took me a it took me a lot of maturity to realize the the value that time had, you know, and um, I, I I say time is the only currency that we do really have because you, there, you can make as much money as you want in the world. But when you're on your deathbed, man, you can't get five minutes back, no matter how much money you have, you know. So I, I just had to evaluate the people that I spent time with and made sure, look, if we're going to spend time, we got to be talking about something, you yeah. know. Uh, we just can't be talking about bullshit. And I spent so much of my, you know, early 20s just doing that. And um, anybody that I spend time with now, it doesn't, we don't have to talk about business. We don't have to talk about podcasting, cars, anything like that. But it has to be something of substance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to add value to each other's life. Definitely. You got to grow, you know, and you got to, you got to educate yourself through different means. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be through a class or university, but. You can learn from each other. Definitely. And I'm learning every day. Yep. You know, I don't go through the day thinking I know everything. I, I know what I know the best is that I don't know anything. And I'm yeah. trying to soak up as much knowledge as possible. You're probably learning so much from your podcast by sitting with people. Yeah. I love it, man. It's a. I'm able to ask the questions that I want to ask, dig into the part of their brain that I want to. And then I take that that information and i i put i use it store it as data yep. you know and apply it in your own life apply it in my own life and then i look back at things and then if i come into a, a situation that maybe you ran into in the past now i can use your um experience with it and put it into play you know and it just it just helps me navigate through life a lot better what's one of the most interesting things you've learned by having guests on your podcast uh, the, th the thing that I've really learned is no matter where you're at in life, that's, that's not where you have to stay at, you know, um, you can make this life, whatever you want. It doesn't matter where you come from, uh, what family you were born in your hardships. I, I think of like life is a, is a linear scale, right? And either if, if you start way up front or if you start way in the back, that doesn't necessarily mean that the person in the back is going to get past the person in the front because the person in the front has never experienced what the person in the back has felt so they they don't have that same drive but if they do have that same drive they're out of here yeah you know so it's just life is what you make it man you you can make a change today right now and in one year your life could be in a completely different place and on that, you said a quote once um, I heard it in one of your podcasts. It was something along the lines of life is a journey and everybody has their own timetable. Yeah. I, I found that really powerful. Yeah, man, because we look at everybody else's life and we think like, wow, this person's doing better than I am. Like, and we, we get down on, on ourselves, but you don't know how that person's life is. You don't know what it's like behind the scenes. You don't know what they're dealing with. You know, maybe you have loving parents 
and you go to your parents and you you take it for granted you know and maybe they don't have parents or maybe they have parents but their parents hate them or vice versa mm-hmm. it's like would you really want to change that just because they have a nicer car than you or have a bigger business than you would you really want that you know you just got to focus on your own life and yeah you can use those as motivations because maybe that's somewhere that you want to go in the future but to get down on yourself because you're not where where they are you're living your own life this is your own story then that's their story and who knows where their story is going to be at in the future and who knows where yours is going to be at you know i i feel like uh it kind of go coincides with what you said earlier where you don't want to surround yourself with people that are going to be worrying about talking about p- other people yeah. or talking about you know celebrities yeah. You want to be in a room where people are talking about ideas. Yeah, definitely, man. Is the brain is a sponge, man, and it, everything that you put into your into your body, whether it's it's in your mouth, through your ears, you know, through your eyes, all of that has, uh, it takes a toll on you. 100%. So if if you focus on negativity all the time, you're asking for you're asking for for negative stuff to happen, you know, and if you focus on positivity you're going to look at every situation in a positive way. I say that a situation is what it is, right? If this glass fell on the floor and broke, that's that's what it did. It fell on the floor and broke. We could either one, you could be very mad at it and this this podcast it just goes bad and now this is like, damn, why is he tripping over that? Why is he so clumsy? Or we, or we can laugh, can laugh about at it. it and we can say, "Oh, are you sure there's no alcohol in there?" <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, so I, I see situations as, you know, it's going to be what I want it to be. I have the strength inside of this. Nothing else is going to have the strength over me. And that's, that's kind of how I just look at life now. And because I've seen the opposite side, I've seen be negative about stuff all the time. And I've seen where that got me. And it definitely slowed my growth. Who knows if, if my mentality didn't change earlier in my career, where we would be at right now. But... I'm just ha- happy that things are changed right now and I'm moving in in a better direction. When when shit hits the fan yeah. in business, which it always does. There's yeah. always a time where something happens. How do you keep your head up? How do you keep positive? Um honestly, it really just depends on the situation. Um I usually confide in my wife. She's a lot more level-headed and less um emotional emotional about certain things so i'll definitely reach out to her um usually it's it's always nice to have somebody like that to talk to that understands that's there with you definitely besides you like in the ring kind of sort you know what i mean yeah so that's a special bond to be able to communicate about your business with your wife you know which i have as well which i'm fortunate yeah because when shit hits the fan or something's not good when you're alone and in, in, in this entrepreneur life, it's lonely. It oh, definitely is. It's very lonely. And if you if you think about it in a certain way and you don't throw this idea around to someone and you just jump off the the handle and just say something out of character, what you say is it's it's done already. You know, so when something bad happens, take a step back, evaluate the whole situation, try to handle it as professional as I can. And just hope for the best but to this day there's nothing negative that's happened that i wish didn't happen because then it shows me who's really around me who has my back 
who's who's a real friend and who's just around because of the brand and they want a discount or what have you and we've had so many things like that you know and it just helped me evaluate okay this person isn't as close to me as i thought that they were this person sees everything going down and they never called me reached out to me but those people that did then you take that relationship to a different level i i love that it was a hat or a shirt or something i saw at your place it says friends don't ask friends for discounts oh, or something support my hustle yeah without asking for a discount, discount. yeah, <laughs> yeah. i like that because in the automotive community that's such a normal thing is like yo can you sponsor me can you sponsor me can i get a discount it's like why you don't go to vons and say yo i'm buying all this food can i get 10 percent off they laugh at you yeah but you come to me because i'm part of your community i have a family i've built this business from the ground up and you think that now i should give you a dis like no you should be wanting to help out even yeah. more i'm one of you yeah you know so it's uh but that really shows how people don't understand the struggles that business us business owners go through yes and what we have to deal with yeah. and they see they see everybody rocking your stickers they see your podcast they see all this going up but they don't understand all the time energy and effort that you have to put in the time and like we said time's valuable yeah definitely man and um I've always had that mentality, not sponsoring people, um, not not giving into, yo, this guy has a lot of followers, let me sponsor him. But I do work with people and that's a totally different, different situation than just a one-way street because that's what <clears throat> sponsorship in the automotive community has turned into. Yo, I built this nice car, it's on magazines, give me stuff for free or for a discount. Okay, what are you, what are you gonna give me? 100%. Okay, well I have, 1.5 million subscribers and i'll mention you on this many videos and we'll do a coupon code and we'll see if it works okay that's different that's an actionable item but just because you've reached this this level that you think that now that you've earned some kind of discount through the industry no that's not how it works man this this industry everybody that has a business in our industry more than likely a mom and pop business mm -hmm. it's the honda community and the import community it's still growing and thriving it's not like the muscle cars it's not like chevys and fords where it's it's corporations and established like that yeah you have like corporate honda and things like that but even brands that you would think are are huge there's still a guy who created the brand and he's just hustling you know and what's cool about your brand with downstar is that you're when you you're the creative too right so yeah. you you come up with these creative ideas and yeah. things you want to add things you want to do and your time for execution you can happen right away yeah where big corporations can't even pull off that type of execution you're like damn this is what i want to make done you're going to be working on it mm -hmm. so how is that being a smaller company and being the one that makes the decisions how do you feel that's helped you grow your business just being a creative person um, having anybody to interrupt your creativity or change it in a certain way so this demographic uh, gets it and this one it's 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 safe all the way around no man I, i'm a creative person at the end of the day and that's the reason that the brand even exists that's the reason that the podcast exists this is ideas in my head that i wanted to implement nobody's gonna tell me what to do you know uh I know exactly what you're saying, bro. And I see the future vision. This is just coming from me. I see you as a lifestyle brand because that's what I saw from you before I even knew what you yeah. sold. Right? Yeah. 
I'm like downstar. Like um, there was this, <clears throat> we did this um, right after the Thomas fire. Yeah. Um, there was this big barbecue thing. Yes, yes, and, yes. Um, you know, uh, we had donations set up right there in the Vaughn's parking lot. And shout out to Vaughn's I actually donated. Yeah. I got one, I called up Vaughn's uh, corporate uh, officers and they donated a bunch of meat and stuff too. So it was an awesome event, but I saw all your guys out there. I saw Downstar yeah. stickers everywhere. And I was like, man, I've been seeing this thing. And then, and then I, I learned a little bit more that it was actually automotive industry. Yeah. But this whole time, I thought you were just a, a lifestyle brand. Yeah, a lot of people say that, man. And it's just, that's the reason that I wanted to go with the name Downstar rather than like Bolts R Us or something. Because yeah. I, I've always wanted my own business, but I don't want to be in just one place. You know, who knows if I'm going to be into certain cars in the future or if I'm going to be into podcasting or Maybe I'll be a snowboarder or something. You never know, you know, but it, it, Downstar can transition into a lifestyle brand into anything. What I want people to think of Downstar is like, you can make something out of nothing. Whatever you want to be, as long as you, you have that hustle to back it up, you can do it. You know, when I see somebody that's super successful, I don't look at them as they're a different human being than I am. They took their time and focused it on certain subject and excelled at it, yeah. you know? whatever you can do in a year if you multiply that by four times you'll be where you're gonna be at in four years in one year yep. but you're doing four times the work yep. in one year so you can't compare your life to somebody else if you're not taking those risks yep but if you want to be a podcaster and you you want to be at that top level you have to be out here putting out content and you have to be putting out great content and you have to just keep going and going and going. And um, that's why I wanted to do the two episodes a week because I just did the math, you know, um, 50 plus episodes a year versus 100, 100 plus a year. I want the 100 plus. Bro, you're at 100, you're, you're gonna hit 140 next, right? Yeah, we just released 138 today. Yesterday we recorded 139 and after this, I'm recording 140 at 3 p.m. I couldn't believe it. I'm literally just, I'm at home and obviously I spend a lot of time on social media because, uh, you know, I have uh, the Circle Media Group, which is run social media yeah. as, as well as um, uh, for, for our store as well. Um, so I'm looking through and I see you and I'm like, what the hell? I see your podcast set up. I'm like, he's in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what? You're, you're, I mean, I know you're working, right? Yeah. You're there for mm -hmm. your brand and try to learn what's Just networking, new. Networking, yeah. But you're there doing your podcast while you're on vacay work, right? Yeah, I had to, man. You know, I I have people that are waiting for the show to come out and they're interested to see what's going to come out. And um, I'm with one of my great friends, Ryan, over there, and he loves podcasting and he's been on the podcast multiple times. So when we had the chance to uh, to sit down and do the podcast, he was with it, you know, and we just talked about our whole trip, everything that we've done up to that point so it was like five days that we just said okay and then the next day we did this and walked them through and at the end of the day if anybody we could listen to that in five years and time travel to it and That's be like dope. man dude i remember that trip it was good the only thing that i missed later that night about three in the morning there was a 5.0 earthquake so we didn't get to talk about that oh, on wow. the podcast dude but yeah when you're hearing it here <laughs> it woke us up man we just That's started crazy. shaking and he's like, yo, dude, it's an earthquake. And I was just half on like, do I get up or 
Uh, we just rock this out. I'm from California. <laughs> well, we're used to this. Yeah, we're used nothing. to this. We just had like a 7.2 not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, man. But how was Japan, man? I, I, my son wants to go there. Oh, dude. Because there's a big Pokemon thing over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he loves Pokemon. He wants to go for that, um, and uh, and and a few other things. But uh, how, how was your experience in Japan, dude? It's the best place I've ever been for sure. Wow. Um, this was my fourth trip to Japan, and like I was telling you earlier, there's the place is so clean. Um, the place that we went to is called Shibuya, which is equivalent to like the uh, Times Square of Japan. They have the, uh, the it's the X crossing that was on Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious oh. Tokyo Drift. Um, is that where they do that Mario Brothers race yes, car thing? Yes, yes, yes. The Mario Brothers. They have all the skyscrapers with the big neon signs and the screens and such. And um, spotless. The place is spotless. There's no trash cans anywhere in Japan um like on the street there's not going to be a trash can you have to hold the trash with you and you have to to wait until you go somewhere that does have a trash can and it's just dope that they they all have that mutual respect that this is my country i need to keep my country clean and i don't want to make anybody else have to pick up after me or make anybody else's life even worse than it has to be yeah. you know and that's not something that happens here people will do things and they don't care about it they're just okay it's not my problem anymore it's somebody else's problem it's the city's problem yeah now. no this is this is the community's problem this is the culture's problem and we're all going to take care of it and just from like being on the train i've been on the train in new york where it's completely packed and it's chaos you be on the train in japan completely packed not one word silent just because nobody wants to infringe on anybody else's time. No one wants to interrupt what they got going on. Everybody's just about their own life, doing their own thing. And it's a beautiful thing, man. And just just the food, I love it. The food is so good. The quality of the food is amazing. Um, to learn the currency is nothing, man. So if it's like 10 bucks, it's a thousand yen. So oh. the last two digits are the cents. And it's, it's easy. Everywhere they either speak English or they're really acceptable to, uh, to foreigners. And they, they don't ever make you feel unwelcome. It's, awesome. it's beautiful, man. I, I would definitely recommend it. I'm going to have to put it on my list. You yeah. know, I just recently went to Bali and Thailand. And I love both of them. But Thailand, god damn, people just leave trash everywhere. Yeah. You're in like a turquoise, beautiful water. And like you see piles of trash. And yeah. Just like, you know, and then they burn it, you yeah. know, which is obviously not going <laughs> to yeah. be good for the environment yeah. either. But, uh, but yeah, that was terrible. Like experiencing such a beautiful place and people not taking care of it. Yeah. But, uh, luckily late, lately, I don't know if you heard in the news, but Thailand is banning plastic bags finally. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So what, this is the crazy part. You'd go in the store, you'd buy something that came in a bag. Mm-hmm. That had handle. Mm -hmm. They'd put like a bag and a bigger bag around it. Mm -hmm. You're just like, why the hell are you give me so many bags? Yeah, you know. So it's nice to see, you know, like like you said, Japan being that clean, and you know, it's definitely on my hit list of places I want to go. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. There's so much to see out there, and uh, even if you went to that spot that I was saying in Shibuya, you could spend your whole entire trip in that that area. Well, how long were you there for? Uh, seven days, but okay. you lose a day or so traveling yeah. as well. And um, you actually took a trip um, a while back with your wife, too. She took her to one of yeah, your business yeah, yeah. trips, right? So last year, um, we always go in January. It's a show. It's, uh, it's a 
a convention called Tokyo Auto Salon. So I've been going for the last four years and last year she went with us and she loved it. Yeah. And we're planning on going back this year, hopefully in the summer or something and taking our son out there. Oh, that's awesome. But she didn't want to go back this January because it's just with the car stuff, man, it's you wake up early in the morning and you don't get back till late at night. You're walking 10 miles a day. You're doing so much car stuff, eating, running around. And it's just, it, it's, it's a, it's a lot, you know, yeah. it's not like a regular vacation. Yeah. It's work. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is that people see you out there and you know, all you're in all these new places, new States and, you know, conventions and different car events. But they don't realize is you're working your ass off. You got to make it worth it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're out there and you got to network with these people and make these connections and that's that's what i'm out there to do you so know? is it a lot of networking with people do you um do you, have you ever set up a booth over there no not there okay. no um, maybe one day but the japanese culture is a lot different than the the u.s culture um the their style of cars the things that they focus on um they're really more focused on their culture and and that's it you know um even like the women, they'll have the models there, and most of the models are just Japanese models, and they're they're not that focused on what we're into in in Western civilization, you know. Interesting. Yeah, which is cool. You yeah. know, I don't want to be around anything yeah. that's like. I mean, if, you, if you're flying across the world, you want to enjoy the world for its culture and the yeah. way they they do things. And that's why I love it. You know, I hate going to places and I feel like okay. I could have just gone to uh, Santa went to Barbara New York or, or something. New York, yeah. Yeah. Like when I went to uh, I went to London uh, two years ago, and that was just like New York. But they they, they speak a little different, yeah. A, a, That's a about bit. it. Yeah, a little bit, but it was pretty much just like New York. You know, the the streets are the same, the the culture is the same, the people are, are the same. It's just slight different accents and different types of food, but not really that big of a culture shock. You know, and when I go travel, that's what I want to see. I want to see what they have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to England plenty of times and I definitely see that. Yeah. You know, it's very New York like rush, rush. Yeah. Move, move. And people aren't, they aren't as friendly as yeah. they are like here in Cali, what yeah. we're used to. So it's definitely, I definitely see that. Yeah. Just a little colder. Yeah. No, definitely. If, if you're planning on going on an overseas trip, I would recommend Japan for sure. Um, it's, it's beautiful, man. <coughs> Excuse me. So what's, uh, what's next with uh, Downstar? What, what can we see coming around the corner? Mm, as far as the hardware side of things, just expanding to more makes and models, um, expanding to more than just hardware, um, you know, pieces for the vehicles, um, accessories and things like that. Just expanding the business a lot more. Um, I, I want people to think of Downstar as more than just nuts and bolts, you know? So that's the plan for that. Um, we have Downstar Skate that's coming up, nice. which is the skate division of the brand, which is super cool. Are you doing like all the bolts for the skateboards? Well, or we're going to do that, but we're getting more into like just the brand of it. You know, having skateboards, having t-shirts, hats, lanyards, socks, things like that. And what I really want to do is, uh, just go to certain skate parks and say, hey guys, we're pulling up on this skate park Saturday at 1 p.m. Come through and get some free gear or whatever. Yeah. You know, just go give back to the kids, throw some stickers and shirts and things like that and just make their day, you yeah. know? I, I feel that Downstar has a certain demographic that we're attached to, but we're missing out on a lot. We're missing out on the youth who's maybe doesn't even have cars. 
yet. And we're missing out on the people who aren't even into cars. So that's where the podcast comes in. And then the skate brand is more of the the youth. And then the the automotive community is still downstar of it. Yeah, the logo looks dope. So Thank I can you. I can see it on literally anything. You yeah, know what I mean, definitely, man. That's my plan for it. You know, I want Downstar to be like you said, a lifestyle brand. Yeah. When you think of like uh, one of my biggest influences, uh, Diamond Supply, the um, there's a skate brand. But if you look at it, it's it's more than just that. You know, he, he does collaborations with like rappers and artists and things like that. And, I just see it like, why can't I do that? Yeah. You know? I mean, I see you already doing collaborations with your podcast. I mean, you're yeah. reaching out within your industry, outside of your industry. And it's cool to see that because you're opening up your audience. They're opening up their audience. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you got new subscribers or new people that are listening to it. That was just like, oh, that was fucking dope. I got to listen to his next one. Yeah. See who else goes on the show. And then maybe one of their kids wants a skateboard for Christmas or something. And they, okay, well, let me get one from Downstar. You know, it's just about trying to hit all the different demographics and, and not just trying to focus cars as being like, okay, well, we could put bolts on your car or your car or whatever. Well, maybe they're not into that, but yeah. they're into podcasting. So we can attack them like that. And how I feel is locally that we really don't have many platforms that can highlight the local people here that are doing things. You know, you have to make it super big to be able to be recognized from like an outside entity like L.A. or something yeah. like that. You know, why can't we be that? Yeah. You know, we have our influence here yep. locally. Why can't we sit down with somebody and highlight what they're going through, what they're doing with their life, what their music is like or their their brand or what have you you know and um mambo's really one of the ones who highlighted that to me and said yeah. you should maybe reach out to more local people and um ever since then i've been trying to do that and that's how you and i hooked up yep, 100%. You know? and then through you i've already got a few guests and if you look at how many people that we've had on the podcast there's probably at least a good handful of locals right here in the 805 yeah. And our number one stream city is Oxnard. Oxnard. Yeah. And then after that is LA. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of listeners locally. Mm -hmm. I would love to have somebody on who's getting their brand going or something. Yep. I want to be that person that nobody ever was for me. Yep. Because I feel you. I I wish that somebody was able to give me that bone, you know, mm -hmm. back in the day, but I had to hustle through it. But if I can help somebody out and highlight what they're what they got going on and since we already have listeners here locally make them feel like they're doing something mm -hmm. you know it's if, if i can do my part that's i'm gonna do it yeah like it's it's basically like a support group in a way you know Definitely. and then they can pick your brain because you've had moments where it felt like shit should i continue should i keep going is it worth it yeah Right. I mean, t tell us, tell us about an experience that you had that you're just like, fuck, is it worth it? Um, I mean, to be honest, the brand has never been anything of a burden to me where I was thinking like, I don't know if I want to do this. I just had to navigate differently. You know, I've had, uh, like I was saying earlier, I've had experiences where the tide changed on us and people that I thought were our friends and supporters, they weren't. And it was just a blessing. You know, I was just like dropping the glass. Yeah, they changed. Either I'm gonna take it as a positive or a negative thing. They showed me who they really were, and at the end of the day, I would give you X amount of money right now to know exactly who you were yep. as a person. 
rather than build this relationship with you and five years later the real person come out yep. you know that anybody anybody yep. in my life right now i would love to know exactly who yeah. they are as a person because you had those experiences where something comes up and you're like wow i never expected it from that person yep. but it's it's just ebbs and flows you know you just got to go with it and it's i think the hardest thing with business is uh keeping the creativity alive you know being a creative it's not like every day i have an idea it and that i can envision in oh this is going to be the best some days that happens and then when those happen i'm like boom 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 let's do this okay call that person help me out with this okay let's get it together when those days happen and there's nothing there yeah you're just like it's you're just so lonely you know you feel like you're not doing anything how am i gonna get to this what do i gotta do because i'm feeling like my time is being wasted right now so those are pretty much the only hard times in business when when do you get your creativity the most um usually when i smoke i, I figured i figured i that, figured that's why i enjoy it man it, it just puts me on a different level and makes me tap into a part of my brain that that is so cluttered during the day that is just you know the the honking and the street signs and the, the people and everything that's that's how my brain is all day but when i get that chance to just okay everybody's good wife's asleep son's asleep everything's taken care of this is my hour just to chill listening to some music and just get inspired you know i've had so many ideas just pop up at those times and it's just um that's just one example you know it's just um i'm a very visual person as well so when i get an idea and it's a good one i can visualize it from beginning to the end and what it could be in the next five ten years and then i just got to take that step and go forward to it that's awesome. I feel like I'm a visual person. I can get an idea in my head, but it's hard for me to put it on paper because I'm not very, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm not that, I'm not good at executing creativity necessarily on like, you know, hey, this, that, the other, but I, I have the ideas in my head. Yeah. So, you know, to, for you to be able to do that from an idea and to execute it and put it on your website or something, that's, that's pretty dope, man. Yeah, those are the beautiful times. You know, those are the, the positive times of being a creative when you can just get an idea and run with it. And then that also goes with networking as well, depending on how your network is, how big it is and the relationship you have with those people. I could reach out to somebody at 11 o'clock at night and be like, yo, bro, I got this idea. What do you think? Oh, that's cool. All right, tomorrow, let's let's dial it in, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's dope. And, you know, I think people forget about or they don't really realize how important network is. Yeah. You know, I've spent 15 years of my life giving more to others than they gave to me. I cared more about helping people than them helping me. Yeah. And to this day, how powerful my network it is, it was all because I never took advantage of anybody. Yeah. If anything, I get taken advantage of, but I'm I'm, I'm still okay with it. Yeah. And like you said, it's like, it, it's like, I rather just loan people a hundred dollars and hopefully they just never come back to pay me. Yeah. Cause then that tells me, <laughs> Who they are as, as a person yeah no definitely when i see networking and what's really worked for me is what can i do for them you know say there's somebody that i want to network with and maybe work with in the future okay i understand where that person is i understand what place they're in and how busy that they are maybe if they're having an event one day just put it on my story maybe yeah. they come out with a new clothing line put it on my story swipe it up why not 
I, I, do I have to wait for them to reach out to me? No. How many people are really that proactive in helping out others? There's not that many people, you know? Nope. So when somebody has something going on and that I want to work with them, you know, I'm just putting putting money in the karma drawer, yeah. you know, is let me help this person out. Let me help this person out. And hopefully it, they, they see it, but that's not really the reason why I do it. The reason why I do it is because I would love to get that same feeling to me. You yeah. know, I would like to get that same help to me. So I like to be the change that I want to see. 100%. That's dope, man. Because like you said, is is when I started my business, you started your business, you, you kind of just went and you did it, right? Yeah. You didn't have that extra support, that extra guidance, that extra. And, and I wish I had that too. So when I was talking, I was over at, um, at one of the local bars here and I'm, I'm talking to somebody who works there. And they were like, hey, I have this this business that we want to launch. And I was like, well, let's sit down and let me help you out. Yeah. Because I, l let me let me help you out. So at least like, you can cut out all the bullshit you're going to deal with, you know, because they're really good friends of mine. And I'm just like, hey, let's sit down, let, have a beer, you know, and, and talk about it. Because there's so much you can learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah, definitely. And I feel too many people are are trying to learn from their own mistakes when that's counterproductive there's a, there's a quote that i love is a smart person learns from their mistakes but a wise person learns from the mistakes of others you know so just like you said man if if somebody comes to me and say hey i want to start a shirt brand all right i got a plug hit him up you know yeah. I'll, I'll i'll text him say if i can give him your info you guys connect there you go because i want to get rid of any excuses that you have okay you need a sticker guy i got you bro. I got you because that doesn't do anything for me, it doesn't take anything off of my back, you yeah. know, plus I'm helping out my suppliers. Now, when I get in a jam and message my suppliers like, yo, man, I need to get this. I'm sorry. It's last minute. Hey, I got you. Yeah. You referred so many people to me. I got you. But if I wasn't that proactive with things, maybe they wouldn't feel that that necessary to, to help me out, you know? Yeah. No, 100 percent, man. And and like you said, it all goes back to karma. You know, yeah. I'm a big believer in karma and uh and I just feel somehow, some way, what we do, it, it ends up coming back. Definitely. You know, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, I've, I've seen the negative, you know, and when the negative does happen, that thought shoots in my brain. Like, you know, this is happening because you did that. You Damn did that. Frank the Tank, man. Yeah. <laughs> you did that back in the day, you know? So right now I feel like my karma is great because I'm doing the most that I can. I'm, I'm Every day I'm trying to be the best version of myself that yeah. I can just chopping away at ego and pride and just trying trying to be the best person that I can be. Yeah, man. I mean, it's important. I mean, sometimes people forget that, you know, everyone like obviously our, our time is valuable, but it's also our duty to give back yeah. to people, to other entrepreneurs, because as we know that it, there's struggles and, and if any, any way or shape or form we can help somebody, at the end of the day is, is God's looking at us and, and Karma Karma is yeah. going to do good to us. Definitely, man. It's, you know, time is m so valuable, but that doesn't mean time has to transition into a monetary amount. I have to feel like at the end of the day, when I'm in the garage getting ready to smoke, that I used all of my time in a valuable way, whether it's just having a conversation with somebody, answering some messages, 
you know, sending out love to everybody that I can, you know, encouragement to people that I took a, a good, um, a good valuation of my time for that day. And that's, that's how I, I like to help people out as much as I can, especially if I see somebody helping themselves out, dude, that's a bonus. You know, I'll help out somebody 10 times more if I see them on their grind and they just need that, that yep. support. I'll help out somebody if they don't even ask me, you know? No, hundred percent. I, I, and I see it, you know, even when I was over there on your podcast, I was picking your brain about, yeah. you know, launching mine, you know, and you're really helpful and you're just telling me, Hey, get this, get this, get this, get this. And you know, like I got it, you know? Yeah. And we're sitting here now today. <laughs> I love it, man. I love the setup. Dude, you, you got something really cool here and I know you're a hustler and this is going to be something big and to have one, two, three, five, ten big podcasts in Oxnard area. That's going to be good for everyone. Yeah. You know, so one person gets to say, if you get a guest and I say, hey, Sky, can you hook me up with that guest? Done. Vice versa. You know, re reach out to Rico and Mambo. Hey, can you hook me up with this guy or whatever? Yep. And we just the whole community just yeah. gets together because just because I'm doing something doesn't mean that that's going to affect what you're doing. You, people can listen to multiple podcasts a day. I'm subscribed to like 24 podcasts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, add an extra one to it. Yeah. You know, like you said, when we're doing some work where we can just listen, put on a headset and while we're doing some work, it's great to have that. Yeah. And, and to have something local that's also promoting other local people, like highlighting people yeah. that should be highlighted. Definitely. Like a lot of people, you know, always ask me questions about entrepreneurship, how you get started, how this, how that. I was like, man, I want that on my podcast. I want to get other entrepreneurs and other people that are doing something cool in the community or business-wise, whatever it is, and highlight what they're doing, yeah. you know? Because, I mean, you started this whole business with a passion and a problem. Yeah, definitely. And solving the problem, man. I, I think that that's the biggest way to even start a business. Find a problem, find a way to solve it, and to go from there, you know? But hands off to you because, hats off to you because you did something completely like like you created this whole thing yeah like this thank you this business never there was no market yeah right but what you did is is like you you it, it's easy to follow a path you fucking created a path yeah. thank you man i appreciate it and fast forward to now there's there's a lot of other different brands that that do what we do and uh it's awesome man you know i, I used to look at it in like a a, a negative way that you know these people are copying what we did or what have you but I try to look at things differently now. If if this person could be to their family what I am to my family from an inspiration that I gave them, what more can I want? You know? That's the biggest compliment right there. Yeah, no, definitely. And it would it would mean a lot if they would reach out and, you know, say that. Yeah. But I know it's ego and pride. It's 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 a hard thing to deal with. I mean I mean even even if it's just down in the DMs, you know, Something. not publicly, just yeah, like, definitely. get a little recognition, you know, recognition. it's nice. Yeah. You know? uh, but uh but you know, some people aren't aren't gonna do it, but you know yourself that you were the inspiration, so Yeah, I mean I can't be mad because my goal is always to inspire. Yeah. So if I inspired somebody <laughs> to start their own business and it happens to be a business like mine, you inspired competition, <laughs> bro. <laughs> it is what it is. But how I see it is, is the actual product is 50% of it. The other 50% is branding. And I focus so much on branding that yeah. I, I don't compare myself to anybody because the work that we put into it, it it's, it's so much, you know, the, the influences that I'm looking at, 
they're not even in the automotive community. Nobody in the automotive community is really doing podcasts like we're doing. Um, there's maybe a few and that, that covers the entire automotive community, but you take it to like the niche market as the imports and then the Hondas. No, dude, we're, we're, we're definitely setting the bar, you know, and it's just taking that initiative. No one told me, yo, maybe you should start a podcast. No one said that. It was just me being interested in so many other things and not just being boxed in by, by cars and the Honda community. I just implemented the outside medias into what I do now and it's, it's going great, you know? Yeah. That's exciting, man. Um, I never, I never really realized how big of a market the podcast really was Yeah. until I started really realizing how much time I'm spending on listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And my wife back in the day was always on podcasts. And I'm oh, like, really? Oh, what are these podcasts? Oh, what yeah. do you mean? She'd been listening to podcasts for years, wow. like five, six years, awesome. you know? And I was like, huh, you know? And then she always told me, she said, you should do something like that, right? Yeah. And uh, we were going to do like a YouTube video about drinking and making cocktails, which we're also going to add on, you know, as a part of yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. Circle Media Group. But uh, it was one of those things that like, I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And now that I see, see people like you, you inspired me to be like, okay, I got to actually do it. Yeah. I have to stop thinking about it. Cause that's a problem. Like there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that want to be an entrepreneur and they act like they're an entrepreneur. Yeah. But they don't do anything to actually yeah, yeah, yeah. be an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. I just feel like the entrepreneur name gets thrown around a lot right now for people that they, they want to, but they're not doing it. Yeah, man. And to real entrepreneurs it's very apparent you know and it's it's probably not something that you should do unless you know what it is unless you're actually doing it you know it, it's easy to point out somebody who's just trying to use certain type of lingo and to fit in with a certain crowd and it's just being an entrepreneur isn't something like beautiful and extravagant this yeah. is i'm in the gutter yeah you know we're we're fighting every single day trying to make this happen and once you figure that out you're gonna realize that just wearing a suit that's not it no you know using these words and posting up these these comments and quotes and things like that nah that's not it like you have to be in in the the trenches and a real entrepreneur can see that about somebody else and uh buying fake followers yeah (laughs) all of that stuff man you're you're just faking it and if you're faking anything if you're not being genuine excuse me it's 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 gonna come out one day or another you know and i feel a huge shift in our culture that all of that fakeness that is uh it's very apparent you know it's very apparent and it's not being accepted anymore so say if you look at like the youtube space and you see somebody that's a youtuber hey what's up guys welcome to my channel you know no one wants to hear that shit no more dude because when i meet you in person you're a douchebag yeah. be a douchebag yeah maybe there's, be yourself there's a lane for everybody to be in if you feel that you have to be somebody else for people to like you you're failing man yeah because once you get even if you get to that top point you still have to look yourself in the mirror and think wow i can't even be myself yeah i have to be this totally person that i built up i don't want to be that yeah just be yourself i mean i understand where you're coming from i think i think you need to be true to yourself but at the same time is, is I think like a lot of people that are successful, they have their alter egos too, mm-hmm. but they're, they're still true to themselves. You know what I'm saying? Because 
obviously it's still entertainment. Yeah. Right. But when people are entertaining other people, but they're they're not being honest with themselves. I have a fucking problem with that. Yeah. And I see a lot of that. And that those are the kind of people that I'm talking about, you know, um, that they're really caring and nice and peaceful on on their videos but then when you meet them in person that, that it doesn't match up you know nope. the biggest compliment that i could get is when somebody meets me in person they say that i'm the same exact person that i am on social media what's crazy is i've heard about your brand and everything for six years and the first time i met you was when i walked over uh, when i came over to your studio yeah <laughs> to do the recording it was and awesome man we had a great conversation that was dope man like that's kind of what i was like all right i like this yeah you know? And, and it's really cool because I was able to tell my story, you know, just like I feel like a lot of people here in the 805 don't get that opportunity. And yeah. it's great now, you know, if, if you're listening into this and, you know, you want to be on a podcast, reach out to me, reach out to Frank. Yeah, you definitely, know? man. And uh, we, we'd love the opportunity to have you on our shows and, uh, and, and highlight what you're doing, you know, because because everyone needs a little help. Everyone needs a little push and uh, whatever we can do. I know uh, both of us will. Uh, we got them yeah man i'm excited man i'm excited for the growth of everything um especially the podcast if things go how i envision them in my mind it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be something big you know and it the only way can, it's gonna get there is just me me hustling can i be it. honest with you yeah why don't you have a 420 sponsor yet Mm. You need like a CBD or a, I've thought about that. I would really like to have a, a marijuana CBD. something. I think something. more of the CBD because um you know smoking is something it's it's like my um my happy place yeah, yeah you know I, I, like, I like how you threw that in there but <laughs> but cbd is something that really helps me get through the day takes off the edge and um makes things a little easier to deal with uh than than regular life because being an entrepreneur it, it's tough man it is you gotta deal with so much stuff going on you know but then again, I want to work with somebody who believes in the podcast yeah. and not somebody that's just willing to write a check because I think that our cosign is worth a lot more than yeah. just a check. Yeah. So if Downstar just needs to be the sponsor until somebody comes on and wants to take it seriously, then so be it because the payment that we're getting, although it's not monetary, it's um, the information that I'm getting from people, the stories that I'm able to share, the people that we get to inspire the DMs that we get every day an episode comes out about how good the episode was, how the conversation went, you know, that's that's my payment for it. And who knows where this is going to go? You know, it, it can I, I want to be on Joe Rogan. There one you go, day, baby. You know, I, I have big goals and ambitions yeah. and the, we're we're already doing good with Downstar. Um, I would love to have a sponsor, but nothing's worked out yeah. yet. Yeah. You know, I want I want to have somebody that that sees the vision, wants to be a part of it and feels passionate about it as I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just uh, it, it's something different because yeah. I've listened to a lot of local podcasts and they're great. But the fact that the amount of detail that you guys get into that we got into, yeah. it's, it's like it's dope. It's a different experience. Yeah, it's the downstar experience. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> I want to get intimate with them. I want to know who they are and why they are who they are, what they went through and where their their hardships were, where their, you know, wins were. What did they change in their life that helped them get on a, a great path? What are they dealing with right now? You know, I, I like to dig into all that stuff and I, I like to just have conversations 
back and forth, you know, have them ask me questions, have me ask them questions, have a, a great conversation because I feel that the, uh, the art of conversation, uh, it's going away. Yeah. You know, how often do you, well, maybe you do because you're a different type of person, yeah. but maybe everybody listening, how often do you call your friend and talk to them for an hour? I do it all the half time. Hour. Yeah, I'm sure, I do it all the I'm time. sure you do, you know, but generally most people don't, you'll catch up with them on social media, like some pictures or whatever. But when you actually sit down with somebody, listen to where they're at at that time in life, it's a beautiful thing, man. And who knows in the future, if we do another episode, then we could follow up with, okay, yeah. last episode, you talked about this, where are you at now? And then you see the journey. But I think everybody's story deserves to be heard, you know? Talking about your story, um, take us back to when, when you were beginning the business, right? And um, it, it feels like your parents, like, tell me about the experience of you starting the business, your parents, the support and uh, and how, how everything. Um, when I when I first started the business, <coughs> excuse me, it was just like a side hustle thing. I really didn't think it was going to turn into anything big. So, so you're doing it while you're working at Best Buy? Well, I was working at Best Buy. So I started Downstar in 2009. I ended up quitting Best Buy in 2012. So from 2009 to 2012, I'm doing both at the same time. So later on, when I started getting more orders, adding more product, then you would see the um, the work that I'm putting into Downstar is making more money than what I was doing at Best Buy. You know, I spent eight hours at Best Buy. I spent eight hours at, at Downstar. I can make way more than I did at yeah. Best Buy, you know? So when I get those, those payments coming in, on the statement and you see, wow, my PayPal is way more than my paycheck, but my paycheck's stressing me out. You know, why am I even working at this place? And good thing that my parents, they were just always supportive of me. They always knew that I was a hustler. I was great at money. Um, I was already on my own at that time. So it wasn't anything that like, that I wasn't able to handle my own stuff. You That's know, awesome. they were just nothing but encouraging. And it, it was, it's awesome to have parents like that, that, that believe in you. And they're just proud of me to this day. There's not one day that I see my dad and he doesn't have a Downstar shirt on. That's sick. Every single That's day sick. he has one on, you know, and just just to make them feel proud because they went through a lot raising yeah. us. It was me, my two sisters. My dad's the only one working. My mom's a stay-at-home mom. And it's just, it, life was hard, man. You got to hustle. And that's where I got that grind from. You know, there was never, there was never a, well, I don't know, maybe the bills aren't going to get paid. My dad did what he had to do to make sure that we never knew that we didn't have everything. Yeah. I, I don't look back at us and say that we were poor. Maybe yeah. we didn't have the things that my cousins had, you know, new new PlayStations or Nintendos or things like that. But we had everything that we needed. We had love. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that just went so far. And it's just to this day, I'll, I'll go to my parents' house and just hang out and just just like experience that that love you know and, that, and that's that's invaluable you can't put a price on it it's, i think it's really cool to you know to get the support that that you got from your parents that Definitely. love that 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 push and that now even to this day like your dad's wearing your 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 shirt i love it man it's beautiful yeah you know because it's it's hard for people to support somebody who's doing something when they don't feel it's something they could have done. Yeah. Right. So people put the wrong expectations. So when somebody tells you, oh, I don't think, I don't think that's a good idea. 
Yeah. Right? What they're not they're not saying I don't think it's a good idea for you. They're saying it's not a good idea for me. Exactly. So I'm going to tell you not to do it because I wouldn't do it. Exactly. Right? And the fact that you were getting into this and your parents saw your hustle, they supported you along the way. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, I've never asked them for money since I was probably like 16. You know, so them CDs, like, bro. when I told them that I was going to quit, they're like, oh, awesome. You yeah. know, that's, that's cool dope. because they see like, that's what they wish that they could have done yeah. when they were younger. My job is to make my parents feel like they did the best job that they could have ever done. You know, they, they worked hard as they could. And for me, I just want to push the, the, the boundaries even further. And I tell my son, the life that my son is living right now, I would have dreamed of when yeah. I was a kid. And I tell him, you got to remember this because when you get your own family, their life has to be better than yours. Yep. You're, you got some big shoes to fill, man. And he's, he's a great kid, man. He has such a How good, old is he? He's 12. The head on his shoulders is, it's, it's amazing, man. He's so respectful and it's just, he's a, he's a beautiful kid, man. I, I love him. And I, I'm, I'm just so excited to see him grow up, but then I don't want to see yeah, him grow yeah. up, man. He's already getting old enough right now where he's getting close to his teen years. And it's just like, um, me and Ashley are like, oh man, <laughs> it's going too fast, but he's going to be prepared very well for life. And I'm excited to see what his life becomes. And then I know you're busy a lot, but when, when you do, when you make the time, obviously you make the time with your son. Cause I see you, you're always spending time with him. Yeah. What, what are the things that you guys both like to do together? Skateboarding. Oh, we love skateboarding, man. When I skate with him, I don't feel like a dad and son. I feel like my homie, you know, That's me and cool. my homie. And now I could drive. So me and my homie go to the skate park and we're skating and we we uh we play skate with each other do you know what that is it's uh -oh. it's like a basketball like horse so you do one one trick i have to do the trick if i don't do it i get a letter oh. so he and i will battle and i'm not letting him win and he beats me a lot of the time he's great man and he just has what if he's dedicated to something if he loves it he he soars for sure he's got and, your mentality huh yeah man it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing and we just hang out you know sometimes we'll have man's day you know so i tell ash maybe like a sunday or something all right me and christian are gonna go have man's day and we'll just go eat somewhere go hang out go do this go do that go skating i like that and just have a beautiful day you know and then sometimes ashley and i will have our own time yeah and then like, oh well can i come i say, like, well dude we have man's day this is this is parents day yeah. and then you'll have you have mom and Sunday. You know, right. we all have to have our time together. 100%. And he loves his time alone because he gets to be home. He'll be on PlayStation or Xbox and watching YouTube and things like that. It's just, it's awesome. Man. I, I love my family, you know, and I think that that's what really pushes me to to keep on keeping on, dude. Yeah. It's just, I, I want to be the best for them that I can and show them like, look, this life that you thought that I thought that we were supposed to have like no that's society telling us what we could have we yeah. could have whatever life 100%. that we want to have we yep. could do whatever we want to do there's nobody stopping us but us so when christian says that he wants to do something i'm like you know all it's going to take is just hard work. hard work there's no reason that you can't do it you can do it it just takes the hard work so it's 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 beautiful man i, I love life one big thing I took away from one of your podcasts, which I thought was beautiful, is uh, you said when you were a kid growing up with your dad, Yeah. Um, when it came to your dad fixing up cars and doing stuff, 
he would you were just old enough just to help him yeah and he would just have you do something simple as hand me this hand me that and it was a good way of him getting you interested without like over forcing yeah something yeah he understood the values that um you know a young man needed to have things that they needed to focus on and, you know it's hard work and that transition to where i am today learning hard work and learning what it takes to get to make that happen okay this is this is our home vehicle the brakes are done on it like this is what gets you to school this is what we need to do so you need to help with this and of course young kid i didn't want to do it but i'm glad that he instilled those those values inside of me because without me knowing it 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 led to where i'm at today and it was those lessons and my dad was trying to teach me the best that he knew how and the lessons that he had you know and he had he had a rough upbringing and for for me to know his rough upbringing and then to know how we grew up and the the things that he was going through and how much that he tried to just be the be the dad you know be the rock and he he, he did great man he, my both of my parents did so great and it's just it's it's something that i was blessed with that that really helped me get to where i'm at today that's that's amazing and even your whole getting into cars yeah started from there yeah and then uh, he was really big into muscle cars right yeah when he was growing up it was more into muscle car stuff he had a, a, a regal and it was like lowered on like dayton's and that that was his thing you know but when i was growing up i had my first car was a 1980 camaro and um then that car ended up messing up and then across the street a guy had the chevelle and my dad told me like look i'll buy the chevelle for you but the transmission's blown you have to pay for that part of it and i said okay cool so he bought me that and then we fixed it and do that that just sparked it up in me and he didn't have to do that no you know i was already old enough i had my own money and i could have just fixed my camaro or been without a car but he saw that there was value in it and he did that for me and i have that car to this day what you yeah. still have it i still have oh, it oh that's man. dope yeah i love it that is awesome man i gotta i gotta come by and check it out do you have it at the shop or? it's it's actually at my house i, I gotta do a couple tweaks in it but it's crazy dude i have a, a 383 stroker with a, a supercharger on it oh, wow. and it's on slicks and stuff and it, it's it's nasty dude okay well yeah. so you gotta take me up for a spin <laughs> yeah, on that thing man. definitely man because i appreciate muscle cars i appreciate imports i appreciate all these beautiful cars yeah i don't know much about them you yeah know? obviously i spend more most of my time in the alcohol industry so like i know my alcohol like you know your cars yeah and yeah, bolts, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah so you know it's um that uh so then you you first you had that obviously your first love car was that car yeah the right? chevelle it was, yes it was a muscle car mm -hmm. but to this day most of the products that you work on are imports yeah we're dabbling into the domestic stuff where we're just looking to expand and at the end of the day it just comes to time you know and yeah if i went to certain um certain vehicles that would definitely be good but just comes back to the creativity thing you know i'm 35 years old i'm not trying to figure out where the next meal is coming from i'm trying to yeah. enjoy life right now so i'm trying to do things that bring me enjoyment you know and if i can either come out with a new product or do a podcast i want to do the podcast because that's where my heart is at right now but 
I have so much more room in myself to to kick up the hustle that it's it's not even a big deal at all. Like some days I'll get that 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 energy and I could come up with like four products in a day. Yeah. You know? It's just it's where you want to spend your time at and, mm. and what excites you. And that's what I like to focus on. I don't really like to focus on the dollar amount because all the other things that I'm gonna do, it's still gonna grow the brand anyways. And it's just, I, I, I would like to have somebody that I can work with that can do that part of it. I have a really, really great employee named Alex. He does a wonderful job, but his plate is already full, yeah. you know? Maybe we could get somebody on to take his his position and he can focus on, you know, coming up with new products and things like that. But he's going to school and I think by the end of this year, he's going to go off to college so it's um there's gonna be a lot of changes with the business and it's just i i need to work with somebody who gets who gets it yeah who has know? the passion and the the love for for what you're doing yeah yeah you, definitely you know and and on the passion side um i feel a lot of entrepreneurs are messing up because they're they're doing something for the money yeah and they're not doing it for the love and the passion like you are yeah yeah, I, I see it all the time, man. And it's hard to tell somebody who hasn't reached that level when you have enough finances to pay all your bills and not be stressing. Then you have to figure out what really makes you happy because people think that money is going to make you happy. And it's not like there's so many, so many examples that you can go towards of celebrities and, you know, musicians and things like that, where they're at the top of the world. And they, uh, they, you know, ruined their, their, uh, their situation that they had. And you would think, wow, this person has all the money. Well, yeah, maybe they thought that once they get to this point and they have all this money that they're going to find true happiness, but it doesn't happen. You know, money doesn't buy happiness and people don't want to hear that because that's the, that's what they have in their mind. They think, okay, well, if I make a million dollars then I'm going to feel like this. No, because then you're going to see all these people around you. Then everybody's going to change up on you. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to want something from you. You're going to want to, you're going to want to do reckless things or what have you, you know, it's life is crazy, man. And money doesn't make everything better. And sometimes it, it makes things even worse. And on social media, when people see other people flaunting things, it makes them feel insecure. Definitely. And, and I, I, I believe social media is a great thing. The only thing it does is it enhances everything else. Like mm -hmm. before you wouldn't, you wouldn't have saw that that person would have been flaunting it in their neighborhood. Yeah. Now you see them and they're in New York and they're flaunting it here and you're following them and you're like, Oh my God, I wish I had that. Yeah. But you don't know how that person feels inside. So at the end of the days is if you're happy with within your life and what you're doing with your passions, you know, like you said, money's not going to change it. Money's Happiness is, is the number one goal in everybody's life. If somebody's trying to be a millionaire, if they want to buy everything, that's because you're trying to get happiness. Why do you want that Lamborghini? Because it's going to bring you happiness, right? That's what you think that it's going to bring you happiness. That's my dream car. And I already know to this day, once I get that car, it's not going to be the happiness that I thought it was going to be. You know, it's it, to me, it's like a trophy. Now this is okay. I've reached this level that maybe I never thought that I was going to reach, but I don't expect it to change my life, make me the happiest person 
alive you know it's just it, it's it's a mirage man yeah. and i wish more people would talk about that more successful people that are at that level where you know they don't have to worry about finances or they can purchase whatever dumb things that they want to and just let people know like hey i still deal with struggles every single day you know and so if you're if you're happy right now that's success yeah to me anyways yep and and the other thing is is it's it's people sometimes a lot of people are buying things to impress people that they don't care about yeah and that's what i have a problem with i mean it's been a year and a half and i don't even have a vehicle oh really yeah like no no bullshit like yeah. people like hey you know what when i come to work half the time we're, we're doing the sipping with sky now i get dropped off because i'm not going to drink and drive yeah, yeah yeah right we have we have our delivery service over here so you know the guys they just the guys or the girls they drop me off at the house afterwards i come to work with my wife and i don't need a car yeah. and when we go out we go out together so you know i've saved money on a car by not getting it and now when i want i'm gonna buy a car next month i want to buy something nice that's comfortable and safe but i'm not gonna go out of my way and go buy you know a ferrari yeah, or yeah, lamborghini yeah. just because i can i don't want to yeah you know what i'm saying because it's not going to bring me joy yeah it's going to bring joy to people all around me you know that they, they get to ride in it i get to take a picture with it <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying but you know what when maybe one day when when i get to that point where buying that's like buying a toyota prius yeah you know what i mean at that point yeah no. maybe you know it doesn't then it's a toy and you, you can afford it to to that point but I know too many people that are making $300,000 a year and they're spending $250,000 on crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other 50,000 is, is their mortgage payment. So they literally every year they're broke. Yeah. Yeah. I see it all the time too, man. And it's just <coughs> the insecurities of that. It's just flashes out to me, you know, and I feel for that person because I know what that person's going through. You know, I spent so much of my life being insecure about who I am and, and, what what i represent and trying to be something that i wasn't trying to be accepted by people that i don't even care about you know going to the clubs and things like that and you know buying bottles and trying to trying to make people think that i'm bigger than i am like why am i going to do that now you know and fast forward to a position where i can do those things comfortably i don't want to do that why yeah. i don't want to make somebody feel like i'm better than them i yeah. want to i want to feel like i'm equal to them so it can motivate them yep. if they see me see that what what we've accomplished and it's something that's attractive to them i want them to feel like they can do it yeah instead of feeling like wow that person's so much better than i am because they have x y and z you know it's not my motivation anymore no 100 percent. you know and um even when it comes with with money time buying things i'm like you know that's not those things never brought me joy because i would go out and buy some expensive thing and then all of a sudden I, that joy went away you know yeah. and now i'm actually getting a big joy uh, i've been hitting the gym really hard nice you know awesome um, you know shout out to persistence culture you know they've uh if it's like this cult this family that they've created and i go in there and uh i'll be honest I'm, I'm doing workouts i've never done before nice you know and and my body's feeling better i'm just like this is good you yeah. know what i mean because i'm not going to stop drinking i enjoy drinking mm -hmm. like you know, and I, I do it responsibly, right? I don't drink and drive. I'm, you know, I love my tequila. Yeah. I love my michelada. So, so I'm gonna keep doing this. So I had to find another, <laughs> another way of being happy and, and working out and doing something that actually brought me more joy than going out and buying something yeah. fancy. And now I'm feeling the results. I'm seeing the results. I have more energy. 
you know so it's just like it's finding our joys and our passions and things that we really want versus buying them yeah you know definitely like, like if i went and i got surgery and and i got fit i wouldn't have the same joy <laughs> that i'm having now yeah yeah that yeah. i've been working my ass off in the gym yeah you know what i mean yeah so, no you're definitely right about that man it's um and it's just something that most people go through you know it's social media i love it as well um but that's something that a lot of people think is reality and it's not you know there's there's a certain way that that you can manipulate it to look like you're doing something that you're not and i think that people would like you for you and who you are you know i i think that if you're your most genuine self somebody's gonna like it somebody's gonna appreciate that because being genuine is uh it's a very intimate thing and yeah. it's hard to do and, yeah. and it's uncomfortable and it puts you in an uncomfortable situation and for people to be able to do that you know there's there's so much of this stuff that i would have never talked about in the past because oh i'm afraid of what this person's gonna think i am i'm afraid of how they're gonna portray me now as long as my my family thinks that you know they're 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 proud of me then that's all that matters that's it you know that's all that really matters you know and the people like my 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 circle of friends is massive like i have a lot of network but then my tr close friends it's about 10 of us yeah right probably not even 10 it's probably nine but but going back to what we talked about earlier it's like those are the people i can jump on a phone and have an hour conversation and we all genuinely care about each other and love each other yeah and all of us we don't need anything more than that right yeah to share those moments those times the laughters the joys and and not about outdoing one another yeah or not not being that guy yeah definitely man and i've had experiences with that i've been that person before and i and i know that where all that comes from and that's that's something that i don't want to represent anymore um i just want to bring joy to everybody that i come in contact with whether it's a friend <laughs> Uh, an acquaintance or whether it's just at the grocery store you know one thing that i implemented into my life probably about maybe two three years ago everybody that i speak with i ask them how they're doing no matter what everybody i'll go to somebody in in, in vons and say hey how are you oh i'm good how are you you know make them feel human yeah. i do that every single time but isn't it funny how when you actually ask that people don't know how to react yeah i was at um <laughs> I was at uh, Vallarta in Oxnard, right? This was maybe about a year ago or so. And I uh, I went to the lady and I'm, I'm paying. And I said, hey, how are you? And she's like, she was just like thrown back. She's like, I, I'm, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. And she's like, wow, sorry. Nobody, nobody's ever asked me that before. And I'm like, what do you mean never asked you that before? You know, but it's sad, dude. We, we treat other human beings like robots. And, and isn't it fucked up that people treat like certain people different than other people? Definitely. Like I see that all the time. Like sometimes they'll walk into a store and they see a clerk and they treat them like shit. Yeah. And then when they see somebody else, they treat them great. And and I see that all the time. And I think it's given me a big advantage in in society because when I see anybody, I treat them like they're more important than anybody. Definitely and when when you do that and later on that that person says oh i'm so and so they respect the shit out of you because you treated them good 
before you knew there were councilmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they were the mayor or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So, so to me, it's like I just genuinely do it because I love people and I want to treat everybody right. Like you, you know, you went to Vallarta and she said that's the first time yeah. she's ever been asked that. Yeah, is it, these people that they're working for, they have their own story. Yeah. They have their family. You know, they've maybe woke up early in the morning to get their, take their kids to school. Then they're working this job where they got to deal with people who don't even treat them like humans. Why can't I just say hi to this person? You know, what What's it going to do bad for me? Nothing. If I can make somebody feel like a human with whatever that they're doing, make their day a little better. Why can't I do it? You know? That's amazing, man. Um, I want to say thank you so much, brother, for Hell coming yeah, out man. over thank here. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, this is, uh, you know, even though we've, we've only met recently, I feel a, 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 a strong connection with you as a friend. Thank you. Likewise, and, uh, I, I love what you're doing. I love your story. Um, can you let everybody know, um, where they can find your, your podcast and, uh, and, uh, your website? Uh, so the website is downstarinc.com. Um, the, uh, Instagram, my personal one is Frank underscore downstar and the business is downstar. The podcast is downtime with downstar. Any of those, you can, you can find everything. And, um, yes, I really, really appreciate this, man. I'm excited to see you doing the podcast. This is, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to it for sure. And hearing the guests that you have on and, and the questions that you want to ask. I love it, man. And I love your, your input on everything. And I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks so much, brother. Thank you. You know, honestly, you, you're a big inspiration for, for me starting this Thank you know, you. and doing it the way I'm doing it. So, so thanks, brother. Thanks, bro. Cheers. Cheers, man. This was delicious. I'm gonna go get drunk now. <laughs> we don't want to see Frank the Tank. <laughs> Shout out to Frank the Tank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be who you are today if it wasn't for Frank the Tank. Yeah. So, so we, we got to appreciate where we were Definitely. to appreciate where we're going. Definitely. And man. I'm excited to see where you're going, brother. Thank you. Likewise, man. Likewise. Thank you. When we get to a thousand subscribers, my dad's gonna buy me a new video game on the Nintendo Switch. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and share with a friend.